Welcome to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. On this podcast, we journey through the devastating experience of the death of a child. Grief is seldom discussed openly in our culture, and the death of a child makes people feel even more uncomfortable. We approach the topic openly and honestly, speaking to people who have lost loved ones and experts who help care for them. Whether you are a parent experiencing loss or someone who wants to support another going through this tragedy, this podcast strives to offer hope and help. Well, hello. Welcome, Gwen. Hello. This is now our live stream of episode 149 of Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. I know. 149. Wow. Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah, it's a I lot know. of stories. It's a lot of people. It is a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. So today we are talking about self-care. And the reason we're talking about self-care is because I think it's something that I need help with. <laughs> and you were saying earlier, like, well, you get to pick the topic. So whatever you feel like we need to talk about, I can talk about. And I think this is what I need to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Because that's what everybody has been kind of telling me lately. It's like, you need to take care of yourself. You need to right. do a better job taking mm-hmm. care of yourself. And and I think I do need to do a better job taking care of myself, but it's kind of hard to know how to do that sometimes. And I just knew you would it know. Is. It <laughs> is. There's so much to unpack in there. And I think the first thing is is to be kind to yourself. I mean, you know, we put so much pressure and we take care of everyone else. And I do think as moms and, you know, we're taking care of the car, the house, the kids, the everything. Um, And we keep pushing ourselves. And I think the further we're out in our grief, we push ourselves to keep going and we forget that we are still and always will be grieving. So Mm -hmm. then where does the neutral come in where you can put it neutral for a while? And again, as we've talked about, that's hard. The world's not going to do that for you. I mean, no one in your practice or in is going to come up to you and say, Marcy, do you need to go into neutral? Would you like to just glide for a while or, you know, it's not going to happen. No, No. it's what I feel like I need. And, and, you know, we're getting close to four years now. It'll be just just a very short time away. Mm -hmm. And, it's getting to the point when, you know, it's brought up and people ask, I'm almost feel embarrassed to say it's been four years. Like if I'm getting emotional, mm. like I'm getting emotional right now. Mm. And cause I almost feel like I'll be judged a little bit. Like I should say, oh, you know, like it would be okay if I said um, it's been six months or it's been a year or maybe even a year and a half. But now that it's four, I shouldn't be like this and tearing up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I do. Well, again, you should on yourself. And I I know. I do it's- think that there are times that you can talk and tell your story or say something in a conversation, whether it's in your practice with people at a dinner and you don't get emotional. But the times we put ourselves on the hook are the times that we do. Those are the ones that you, you know, remember. And I guess what I think of it as, it's always so close. Like it never goes, it's never going to go really far away. So Mm -hmm. it's no wonder that it seeps out. So what I take in a tears from someone who is 
four years out, eight years out, 26 years out, as one mom described to me, that that well of sorrow is always inside of her, but she's not drowning in it, but it comes just like that. Yeah. So those tears that you have, you're not drowning right now. You're not in the spot you were before, but just like that, that can come. Yeah. 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 And so again, that's probably where some of the pressure comes to in that pushing ourselves is that we're not, um, we, we feel like we should be in a different spot than we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like too. And I feel this mm-hmm. kind of responsibility, you know, too. Mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of put myself in a role that, that ends up making me feel like, right. I should be doing better mm-hmm. and I should be the one to help, not the one to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because that I've done to myself in right. many ways. But you are helping in, in the way, you know, you are still helping. The, your, your grief or what you're experiencing has not stopped you from helping people. But you, what you think is maybe if I'm, you know, I'm leading people, I'm listening to their stories, I'm further along. Um, that you should be feeling differently. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. I, but you are still helping people. And when you have those moments, it just means that it's just, it's close. It's just still there and it's always going to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I think about when I think about taking care of ourselves, and, um, you've heard me say this before, when we talk professionally to caregivers, um, is that a musician takes care of his instrument because that's what he's got. Like if he he does not go on stage with an untuned guitar or piano or their instruments falling apart Mm -hmm. and nor does a carpenter come to do the job at your house without their tools already. Yeah. You are the tool that's helping people in your job. Yeah. In the podcast. So in order to um, be well and fit for that, you have to take care of you. Well, and, and I don't even think, I think more generally you can say that as just to be a mom. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Not just, yes. Yes. Or sister or friend Mm -hmm. or uh, all of those roles in order to try to do those roles well. Yes. You do need to try to take care of yourself. They require us to do that. And so, um, and you know, it's a constant job, you know, of, you know, one of the analogies that comes to my mind, which um, is more of, I use this when I'm talking about people who want to help the bereaved, is I always say, make sure you're not going into their house with dirty boots. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that our boots are going to be perfect and clean or that our boots don't have experience, but you don't wear your duty, dirty boots into someone else's house. Mm-hmm. Um, so in doing the work that you do or being a bereaved mom, you know, we can never polish it up to the point that it's not there. And sometimes the boots just need to be taken off and rinsed and cleaned. <laughs> you know, I don't know right. if that's a good analogy. but No, I think it is to, a good analogy, actually. Yeah. To think about trying, because instead of, you know, trying to go through the house and take care of everyone and do all of this stuff still with your mo- boots muddy. Yeah. You know, if you take a, a little bit of time to try to clean off your own boots first, to try to right. clean up some of your own okay. mess first, then you probably will be able to better right. do that job of 
of whatever it is, whatever right. role you're in or work or home or whatever mm -hmm. that is. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me of when you hear on airplanes, you know, to put your mask on first before you put yeah. on someone else's. Um, but I think we just, we do, we get into a rut and, and we are feeling better. We are doing better or we're in a spot. And then before we know it, we're back to a depleted state. So I yeah. think, you know, some of the barriers that we might not even be aware of that create um, us to get to that spot because we don't always think about it um, or what makes us, uh, you know, not take care of ourselves. Sometimes it's the weather. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to go there. We can blame the weather. I don't walk because it's yucky. I mean, right now, I don't like to do my exercising outside because it's so hot, right? Yeah, yeah, um, right. So we can do the weather. The other thing that I think is a barrier for us to take care of ourselves is the digital devices. Yeah. Well, it can be just distracting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we feel when we're feeling low and you get to that point when you realize maybe you are burnt out and, and aren't taking care of yourself we get down on ourselves, then we feel low, and then we pile on more, so we feel even lower, mm. then it's hard when you're that low, <laughs> you yeah. know, and have that much piled up. Um, another thing is giving ourselves permission to try to feel better. Um, because sometimes I think we fear um, actual the process, and, and it's okay to say, I'm going to take care of myself, and I'm going mm -hmm. to try to feel better. Um, Another one is living outside the bounds of accountability, because oftentimes we get to the point um, that we don't tell other people what we're struggling with, and they don't know, so then no one can keep us accountable. Yeah. So if you have, you know, if you're in counseling, you have a counselor helping you, or you're in a group and your group members are helping you, or you're in just a small group or you have one best friend, that you say, hey, I'm going to aim to do something this week for myself, then you're going to be held yeah. accountable. Mm -hmm. But when we're feeling so low and we have stopped taking care of ourselves, we've stopped telling people. Mm -hmm. Well, and that reminds me, I, I've told you this, but you know, recently I decided I took a couple of weeks off from the podcast. Mm -hmm. You you all wouldn't have noticed this because we still released every right. week just like normal. But I had I'd gotten like about three or so ahead and just had them all ready to go and and said, I'm just gonna take some time. Mm -hmm. And the therapist that I'm seeing was like, Okay, you were because I had like a week and a half off of work. Um, you need to do something to care for yourself every single day when you are up north at the cottage and, and do something just for you every day. And so I go up and I have every intention of doing that. Every intention. <laughs> and I get up there and about two, three days in, um, you know, first couple of days we, we went out golfing, we did some stuff, we were active. And then I get a call from my home in Iowa that my grandmother is dying in, in the very end stages of her life. And so I'm now getting daily updates. I'm trying to think about how I'm going to get home. Um, you know, all of this. And then she dies. And then the next day they plan the funeral Then I have to fly to Iowa. So all of my planned self-care then turned into revisiting my own grief. And mm -hmm. I mean, she was 92 years old. So she mm -hmm. lived a long life. And 
She lived 21 years past my grandfather. She lived 27 years after her daughter, my mother's, you know, so 27 years alone. But I, I kept, and, and that's funny because that brought up so much of my mom, right? I it brought bet. up so mm -hmm. much of that grief for my mom and, and even, um, you know, we're even going to the funeral and they had my aunt Susie's family line up to go. And then my uncle Larry's family line up to go like into the church. Mm. See, nobody even knew my mom. They didn't even know she existed. Yeah. So mm -hmm. nobody even remembered that, you know, my brother and I were right. part of that family too. Mm -hmm. So oh. it was, it was hard. I mean, I ended up, I just kind of said to Ryan, we're going with aunt Susie and we're just pretending to be part of her family because uh, I'm like, I didn't want to be like relegated to the back of the church, you know? Right. Because we weren't, you know, yeah. The um, same. So it was, but it was, it was, it was hard. It was hard. Mm -hmm. And it just kept me thinking too of like, Oh, I mean, I just was thinking how I don't want to live to be 92 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just was a lot. So in that time that I had promised that I would take care of myself, instead, uh -huh. I was like revisiting my grief again. So it's like, and that really felt very, I think I felt pretty defeated. Yeah. Did it make you angry? I mean, or that it didn't make me angry, like, but it just made me think, why did I even try? Why did I even oh, promise myself this? Okay. Because I know. it can't happen anyway. Well, right. And then, and then, you know, so the end of my vacation, the end of my week and a half was spent at the funeral and flying uh -huh. there and then flying home the next day. Uh -huh. And then I'm off to work. And it, it just was like, you know, when people asked, they came back like, oh, how oh, was your vacation? You were mm -hmm. gone forever. Like, well, right. my grandma died. I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. like that was my vacation. Yeah. So so that was out of your control. It was so out of my control. Yeah. It Something was. that you can't control. Mm -hmm. um, so those things are going to happen. But then now what can you control going back in? And I, one of the first thoughts that comes to my mind is you do not have to jump back into everything you were doing pre-vacation? Like what are some things that you can scale back on or just say, I'm going to try to build in some time here and do a redo a little bit? Well, and and that's, I think the point too, is that in some ways I put so much pressure on that. Okay. This is my week and a half that I've got to like get myself better. Uh -huh. You know, I've, I, I don't know. I recently, I guess like heard somebody talking about, you know, like somebody asking what is that a vacation is not a cure oh. to a busy life or yes. something. We, I like, said that in the seminar. Yeah. Uh, so a, a vacation is not the answer to an unsustainable pace. Right. A right. There you go. That's what it was. Pace is right. the answer to an unsustainable pace. So, so that made me think of that because mm -hmm. then I thought to myself, here I had put it all on this vacation that right. I was going to give to kind of gonna build myself yeah. up. But in yeah. all actuality, I just need to look at the pace and, right. and change the pace of how it is every day. Right. So let's talk about that. I want to do two other barriers that I think keep us. Um, well, obvious. and I do want to see too, somebody's written yep. a comment here. Is it okay to share a thought? So yeah. um, that would be great. So go ahead and write in that thought and then I'll just, I'll just talk about it here too. So. Yeah. Um, 
is that learning to say no to others. And that's one of our things is learning to say no. And then um, sometimes we have to ditch the list because we have a list of so many things we want to accomplish and we don't usually put self-care on the list, but it needs yeah. to, you know, personal growth and healing needs to be a part of that. So let's go um, to what you were saying about the pace. Yeah. So what we tell bereaved people is that when the death occurs and, and whether you ever talk to a professional or not, your body, everything tells you, I can't sustain the level I was at. Like you, you just mm -hmm. go, wait a minute, something huge happened to me. I got to sort this out. You put the brakes on, right? And put my hands out like this. So we naturally do that after a death. Um, but then before we know it, we're chugging along at the same pace we were before. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that isn't always realistic. And so we do always have to reevaluate where am I, you know, overworking over, you know, extending myself because I not feeling well, I'm not taking care of me. I don't have that. Um, and you've heard me say this before, but what I challenge people to do is write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the seven days of the week, and then on the uh -huh. side, write morning, noon, and night, and uh -huh. put an X every time you have an obligation. So on Monday, if you have an obligation Monday, you already know you don't have any empty spaces, do you? No, I don't. I'm sure I don't. Uh, yeah, not much anyway. Right. There might be a well, little bit. This, the live I was trying to over. think, oh, I can take that. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I do do that. I look at my calendar and I have to guard those spaces just for life, just, just to be open. If, if you do get invited, it's interesting because a friend texted me this afternoon and said, what are you doing tomorrow night? And I said, well, I have a five o'clock call that will last about 45 minutes. She lives about three hours away. And I thought, well, maybe she's coming through town. I didn't hear from her. I text her back. Why'd you ask? She said, well, I, I there was a chance I could have gotten some tickets to a concert in Mount Pleasant. And I wanted to know if you could go. Uh -huh. And my first response was, I have this appointment. But then I looked, is there any other night this week? I couldn't have tonight, right? right. Last night, I'm on a golf league. I do have Monday yeah. and Friday. But so if we're never able to just at the last minute go to a concert, <laughs> we're not yeah. living in a pace that... So I would challenge people, if you have 21 marks, you have to find a space where you can say, I'm not planning anything in this and just allow ourselves to be. And, and then when we are in that space, sometimes meaning we've blocked off a night where we're not doing anything, we try to fill it with, look, oh, now I can rearrange that cupboard or now I can look through, <laughs> yeah. you know, my, finally get my photo albums organized. No, that's not what it's for. It's just to be and creativity um creativity is limited when we don't have that white space mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so let's read this comment okay um, that brandolin i hope mm -hmm. i'm pronouncing that right is uh, wrote in so she said is it okay to share a thought and she's awesome thank you when you were talking just now the word capacity came to mind when my mom first passed away in 2020 i was talking to a friend that used this word at the time i didn't have the capacity to take <laughs> on all that i wanted to i've noticed this is true in other seasons of life after she passed that I only have the capacity to handle so much. And that really 
does ebb and flow based on what is going on in my life. And I've come to see that it's okay if I can't handle everything. Is yeah. More I, to it there, that? I don't see I've, the rest. No, I don't either. Okay, so put that on there. I think I did. Okay. I just put it on the screen. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. That that's a great word. That's a great yeah. word. Like I just don't have the capacity. And when I was mentioning one of the barriers are having to say no, some of you who know me know that I had a real problem with the word no. So yeah. what I say now is that doesn't work for me right now. And that gives me some permission to say it might work later. It doesn't work right now. And I love that to say, I just don't have the capacity, although I'd love to take that on right now. Mm -hmm. I just don't have the space. Um, you know, yeah, so she finished her comment there. She, it's okay that she can't handle everything that she could before, before her mom died. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that's, that is a great word to think about to use mm -hmm. in capacity. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, let's go back to a few other things that early on, this is what the, you know, experts say is that with any rite of passage, you need to rest three times a day for at least 20 to 30 minutes. Doesn't say sleep. It just means rest your body or you will get sick. That when, and rite of passage, graduations, birthdays, anniversaries, holiday, you know, um, or, you know, uh, what yeah. else, yeah. you know, yeah. weddings, marriage, mm -hmm. everything that goes on. A death is is a huge one, but do yeah. we ever really take that time to just rest and be? So one of the things that I've created in my house is I have a, it's a double chair and sometimes I do invite people to sit in it, but I have a bookshelf, I have a cool lamp, I have a little block that says mom cave on uh -huh. the windowsill by it. But that's my replenishing place. That's where I get up in the morning and I do my morning, you know, devotions. But I try to sit in that a couple times a day just to take a few minutes to shut my brain and my body off. It's not napping. But even today, when I looked at the busy day that I had, knowing that I was coming on here, I built in about 20 minutes just to sit in my space and just be. Mm-hmm. The greatest. Well, it reminds me of Andy's favorite Bible verse, be still, right? Yeah. Be still, exactly. that I wish I'd wear my be still bracelets. And exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do want to say, though, that I think the fear that bereaved parents can have about that taking 20 minutes three times a day is that I think it can be scary mm -hmm. of where mm -hmm. your head's going to go. Right. That if you're not doing something, that you'll be just lost in the sorrow mm -hmm. and the crying and it will be overwhelming because I know a lot of people feel like I just need to keep busy. I need to keep doing something because they're just scared of that alternative, really. Mm -hmm. But yes, that fear that if I slow down, right, and what thoughts right. will come. But the other part of that, it reminds me of a quote from Lily Tomlin. If you win the rat race, you're still a rat. So yeah. if you stay on the cycle of I'm going to stay so busy, that's mm -hmm. all, that's what you're going to win. That's it. Yeah. Well, and, and I so just wanted to point that out because I know there are going to be a lot of people that yeah, feel that way. Right. I do love that you have found a specific location in your house that gives you peace uh -huh. and comfort. Um, uh -huh. So I think that could be something that people could take as uh -huh. like, let's just find a place that 
fills me up, that right. gives me a little bit of peace and a little bit of comfort. So right. if you've got a location like that, like for me, except it's been so hot, but it's outside of my deck and, mm -hmm. and I've got a comfy chair out there and I just feel more at peace mm -hmm. when I'm doing that. And I can just sit and read a book or anyway, it's calming to me. It's filling for me. When mm -hmm. is the last time you've done that? Oh no, I've been trying to do that. Good. Good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good, good. I mean, I sat and read a little bit today, not outside because it was just hot. Yeah. But, um, right. No. And I, I do agree. A place doesn't have to be a chair in your house. I mean, it can be outside. It can be the beach. It can be, you know, some people it's the woods. Some people it's a garden, the flower garden. It's what, you know, nature does it for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, that refuels us. So that brings us to some of the things that we can do is um, that we do have to find activities that do refuel us. And then my yeah. question would be, again, when is the last time you've done it? Because mm -hmm. unless you make a habit of it, it doesn't, you know, we forget and we're so easy to put that aside when we're busy taking care of everybody else. Yeah. 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 Um, so that, that is a key thing. And then the other thing that I don't want us to neglect is the social support mm -hmm. or what we're doing socially to take care of ourselves. Um, there's a lot in this one. Yeah. Well, and you just shared a story before we started recording that oh, I think yeah. you should share now that would fit with that too. Mm -hmm. And it goes along with being in social situations and expectations. Right. Yes. So, and yeah. self-care. So uh, and I self -care, yeah. learned of a young widow who was a few years out in her grief was invited to a wedding. And she told her friend who was I, someone in, involved in the wedding, not the bride, but maybe the mother or the bride. I don't know. Um, I know very few details, but what I do know is that she set some boundaries for herself and just said, I'm not sure how much I can make it to with my emotions. I'm, I will come to the parts that I can or, and the friend was fine with that. However, as the evening went on, this person left, but another person who was widowed only one month stayed the entire evening. Then her friend reported back to her, like, you must be the broken one. Cause this woman stayed for the whole time where here she was setting a self-care boundary for herself or just yeah. stating what she could handle and not handle, which was so wise. Yeah. But then I mean, you respected. have no idea what was going on in that no. other woman's mind. You don't have any idea what's going on in anyone's mind, but it could have no. been just torture for her or, or it could have been, she's still so much in shock that That's it wasn't even even feeling much. I yet, said she's so numb. Ways. She's, she can't, it's not even sunk in what happened. And she's still <laughs> no, in that right. phase where, you know, you're walking around like a zombie and someone says you really should go to that wedding. And she goes, Oh, okay. I think I'll go. Cause she <laughs> right. doesn't even know. Right. Um, exactly. Exactly. And so even when we try to do these things to take care of ourselves, you know, how others treat us. So it's like, we have to defend it then. And right. that's why I think finding some of the things that you can do quietly on your own that refill you where you're not, you know, it doesn't include other people, but sometimes socially we do need other people. We're not, we're not meant to do this alone. And so two things come to my mind is that, um, you know, to have a mixture of people we hang out with and, um, the people who fill you up, because we don't want to spend time with people who deplete us, but the people mm -hmm. who fill us up to make sure that we have them in our life. Like when's the last time you had lunch with them, you know? Yeah. Um, so to plan those times socially with people. 
Well, it's funny because you uh, spoke about that and some mm-hmm. talks that we had yeah. recently done too about who fills you up and spending time with them. And I, I then went um, and called my aunt in Las Vegas and I said, ah, we're thinking about coming out for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Gwen tell, says we, I need to spend time with people that fill me up and I haven't seen you since before the pandemic and you fill me up. And my Aww. cousin Teresa who lives in Las Vegas, they, they both just kind of fill me up and yeah. I thought, I need to go there. What is holding me back? I, you know, let's, let's so, go out and spend some time with them. So, is that on your calendar? That it, well, yes. I mean, I don't have tickets yet and I haven't, right. you know, yes. any of that, but that that's is what good. we are really thinking about doing. That's good. And that's um, just to try to do too. something that fills me up. Yeah. Right. Is to me, anticipation is part of the joy too of going places and having that. So having something on your calendar that you can look forward to that is this thing. And I'm not saying, and you know this, that there might not, there's going to be some hard moments, right? I mean, there's just going to always be, you know, you're, you don't necessarily leave your grief at home, but you're with people who you do enjoy and there'll be laughter and things that are good for your soul. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. to have those scheduled and planned that we can look forward to. And I'll tell you what, I grew up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And so, um, you know, my f- girlfriends live far away from me, but I schedule, we schedule in time to be together. And it's so good that it lasts almost a year, but I can tell that we're <laughs> running short, I, you know, that we got to, it's coming up. So yeah, yeah. it's good for us. That makes me think of my college friends. I should I should get yeah. together with them too. We should do a little more. Are you right? Yes. Well, and I just mentioned good for your soul. So, you know, mind, body, and soul. So um, we'll get to body in a minute. But the soul part, we don't want to neglect that. But what, what the proverb says is a cheerful heart is good medicine. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes being around people who really do you know, give us those good laughs and cheer us up and just make us feel, um, you know, it, it, they feed our soul. That's yeah, good yeah. medicine. So build that in, plan right. for it. Say, this is good for me to do. Right, right. Yeah. And really think about those people that fill you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, try to surround yourselves with them. Mm-hmm. I've tried very hard, especially because of the work that I did. So I, I won't ramble on and on, but I do want to clarify that the work that I did taught me about things that were important. So when our kids were little, and especially because all the years of infertility and the, you know, our babies that died, when God gave us a baby, I wasn't going many places, right? I wasn't going to every candle party I was invited to or purse party or, you know, 31 yeah. bags or whatever, because I knew it was going to go by quick and I had prayed and want, longed for them for so long. But what I also know is that as a mom, sometimes you get to this point that says, if I don't get out of this house, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get to that. So I tried to keep this balance of why do we wait till we're going to lose our mind versus not going to every whim of a thing. So I strategically picked and planned the cream of the crop. I wasn't leaving my kids just for anything. Mm-hmm. It, it was yeah. gonna be good, right? <laughs> the best concerts. I have a girlfriend that when our kids were growing up, we picked two great concerts a year and we just went, you know, wow. the music, the whatever. And we still do that. Um, and so, you know, just we can be strategic too. Mm-hmm. And still take care of our family and take care of things. So um, 
So the soul, we don't want to neglect that. Laughter is good for the soul. Um, just any kind of growth in what you believe in or meditation or, you know, breathing and just things that are good for your soul. We want mm -hmm. to make sure we do. We, we've been doing some yoga this summer, actually. So my, really? Who's mm -hmm. we? Well, my grief support group that we had through Starlight, which if anyone's interested in joining our fall group, you can uh, mm -hmm. contact starlightmen.org, go to the website or email Stephanie at starlightmen.org and they can do an intake and get you set up to be a part of that. But, you know, the, the women in the group were feeling a little nervous and I was too about going the whole summer without oh, any yeah. Right. It's kind of scary. Like we've uh -huh. had this every week. We do every week for six weeks and then you have about three off and then you uh -huh. do six weeks again. And but it's been the whole year. Uh, m many of us have been together. And so the, the idea of going all summer seemed kind of daunting. So um, one of my, you know, wonderful moms, Erin, who has been on the podcast, does yoga and did some Zoom yoga and so we're having her do Zoom yoga sessions for us every oh. other week in the summer. And it's been really good. And the yoga itself has been really good. Yes. I mean, that has been helpful because there have been days where I come and I don't realize just how tense I am mm -hmm. until we get to the end. And I was like, wow, that really helped. I was feeling a lot in my shoulders or a lot here. And now that tension is much better. And just to still have that little bit of connection has been right. really, really valuable. Oh, that is a perfect example. And that's good for your body and your soul and your mind. I, I was going to look if um while we're talking, I thought I had a quote about um, yoga and how good it is for you. I'll just see if I can find it. But, you know, with the breath and the whole part of that. Um, well, and it's funny because it's last so week we had a, a session and I kept getting emails from the women of the group that they couldn't do it. Like somebody had COVID and someone else mm -hmm. had a fever. So probably also had COVID and, you know, cause we're from across the country. We're not like close by. Right. And um, anyway, and it just, like they had this activity or vacation or whatever. And it seemed like they were dropping like flies. So I sent out a message saying, who's really going to be there? Because I was really considering canceling. Mm -hmm. And then there were six that wrote back and said, well, I was planning on it, but we can reschedule if you want. And like, well, if there are six, seven, including me, mm -hmm. or maybe it was six, including me. But anyway, I thought, well, that's enough, right? That's enough mm -hmm. that we did it. And oh my word, we were all so glad we did. I mean, I uh -huh. think in some ways it was the best one we had. And I was one that like, I'm not in the mood for this today. I don't really, I mean, I was kind of looking for an excuse to cancel, to be honest. Right. But then right. once I had five or six people right back, they were going to do it. I thought ah, I should do it. Oh my gosh. It was so helpful to me. Uh -huh. It really was. And I hadn't realized how much I needed it. You know? Yes. I have another, ex I, I'm in a discipleship group with four ladies and I kind of said, but should we take the summer off? And they're like, no, we want to keep going. Well, then I said, should we take July off? Cause people get busy. No, we want to keep going. Well, July, it's been hard to get everyone, you know, oh, I'm gone here. I'm gone there. Well, yeah. this past week, um, after skipping several, um, three of, of the four of us could go 
And they said, let's just do it. Kind of like you. I was like, okay, well, you know, we're going to, yeah, so-and-so is going to miss out and it's a small group anyway. We just went and had just conversation and spoken, you know, like, how are you doing and spoken to each other. It was so awesome. And that time, but it's scheduled in, like you knew that you had to go, even when you try to get out of it. (laughs) I know, I know, which I feel kind of guilty about. Now I'm admitting it to all of these people that are probably listening, but. (laughs) I get it. But again, when we have those things that are good for us to go, there's a reason they're good for us. And just that fellowship. And one of the things that you and I were talking about before the, before we got on the air was um, about social support and like the groups not meeting in the summer, um, how important it is to have your community of people. So just people who don't, I love the fact that you put in a plug for the group and they can get connected and have that, that this community that you have through the podcast and now he's Andy's mom has offered that for a lot of people. And um, that's what we want to give, right? That sense of Mm -hmm. community and they belong um, and, and can be replenished. Um, and, uh, and I do think we help fill each other. There's no question. We oh, do. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, what it does is just even hearing someone else's pain lets us realize that we're not alone in ours. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, so back to our body, you know, filling yeah. ourselves, mind, body, and soul, and taking care of ourselves. So you mentioned yoga. Um, we talked about exercise and that sort of thing. I mean, it is good to move your body. And you mm-hmm. don't have to do a whole fit workout, but just to go around and clear your mind, walk around the house, walk around the block. Um, when you're feeling like, I, I'm i going to lose it here, it really is good to yeah. do that. Um, you know, even breath work. Yeah. A good sigh, breathing. I do sigh a lot. Um, it's kind of my transition or my letting go of, okay, you know, I, yeah. I do that. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I didn't realize how much you can involuntarily do that, you know, the sighing. Yeah. It, I Who I really noticed doing it was after Andy died, Eric, my husband, would sigh a lot. Mm-hmm. And he didn't realize he was doing it mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, but I just was noticing, like, that's just something he didn't used to do before. Right. And I even think I mentioned it, and I don't even think he realized he was doing it at all. But in some ways, it m- must have done something for him, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and I probably was doing it, too, actually. You just don't mm-hmm. notice it in yourself quite as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a release. It's a buildup. It's a transition. It's a... Uh, yeah, it's many different things, but a sigh is good. Just to, and you know, some people say to um, use words with a sigh. Like if you are overwhelmed with something, I mean, if you say, you know, I did all I could, you know, whatever that is. I have one that I do. It's right here on my sticky note to remind okay. myself that I breathe in. Thank you. Yeah. And I breathe out, but I'm going to trust in you. Okay. So in those times where I just don't know or feel overwhelmed, that's what I turn to. And I spend a few moments breathing in. Thank you. And breathing out, but I will trust in you or I'm going to trust in you. Well, and speaking of breathing exercises, I was just thinking about this today, actually, because 
I, I know I've said on the podcast many, many times, and everyone knows that my son Andy's favorite Bible verse was be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalms 4610. And what we used to do with that is he was a very anxious kid. He had lots of anxiety struggles. And I had learned in a Bible study years and years and years before, I think when Andy was an infant, actually, this breathing exercise where you would say, you would repeat the whole Bible verse, be still and know that I am God. And then you say it again, but you take away the last word. So the next time it was be still and know that I am. And then it's be still and know that I. And so you take away and you think about it at the end of every time because it means something a little bit different yes. once you take away every word. And so then the final time you go through it, it's just be. Mm, so you're just. I love be. that. I'm right. Right. Now, so I'm I now. used to do this with Andy constantly. And in fact, the last time we did it together was the day before he died. He was nervous mm. about going to soccer practice. And I said, Andy, have you done your breathing? Have you done your Bible verse? Mm-hmm. And so we did it together. Um, we all did it at his funeral um, together it, wow. as a whole congregation to try to kind of do that, to try to be still. And anyway, I was thinking about it today because. As much as I have my bracelet, my, my silver bracelet that I wear mm-hmm. that has the entire Bible verse on it, be still know that I'm God. I've got all sorts of little bracelets that I've given away. Right. I have people. one. I've given I one wear. to you yep. that, that says be still. At, but, and I have it up in my house. I have it kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows this. And it's on Andy's, and at the cemetery, on his grave and everything. But I have neglected to do the exercise. The breathing oh. exercise to actually say the Bible verse when I'm feeling stressed out. And it just hit me today of all days when I'm thinking about self-care. You should really do that again because it was extremely helpful to Andy. It always by the end, by the time we got to be, he was yeah. always much more calm, much mm-hmm. more centered and ready to face what he needed to face. Yeah. And I, I need to take that because I was the one that always made him do it, right? Mm-hmm. So I need to take, learn from myself there and start doing that because I think that would be some kind of self-care to help get me in a better frame of mind. It's huge. And that is beautiful. I had never heard you say that before. I love it. What it reminds me of is the fact that probably all of our listeners have something that has worked for them in the past that they have neglected. So I think your challenge to yourself to say, you should do that. Right. Be their challenge as well. And it doesn't have to be what you're doing. Oh, no. What has worked for them, right? What what, is that work that you're neglecting that you could go back to? Well, what made me think of it was you saying your sticky note. You're right. Th- you know, you're sitting yeah. out and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Cause I was just thinking how mm-hmm. I need to do that today. And it's really the same. Yeah. It's the same type of thing. It's just a reminder to yourself yeah. to help kind of calm and center yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because when I, let's say was, you know, leading people at starlight with the staff and everything, I would build in things that were just good for our soul or just, mm-hmm. you know, let's just not a to-do list, not something we have to accomplish. But what I just recently learned about two weeks ago, (laughs) after working for myself for a year and a half, I don't build Uh those in. 
right? Because yeah. I mean, it's just me sitting in this space <laughs> and I don't do it. So you're I, not prioritizing yourself as right. much as you and prioritized all the volunteers that you yes. were organizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that good self-care and what it was for me, that was the realization is there was a conference in Grand Rapids. It was called Speak Up. It's a writer and speakers conference. And I had known about it for a long time. And I probably went on the website 20 times to sign up and then I didn't. And what I did was I went back into my overanalyzing, overthinking self of, you know, what is the value? Am I going to learn? Is it good to take those three days away from the office? It was all of that decision making. Uh -huh. And I didn't sign up, didn't sign up. The conference started July 5th. On the morning of July 1st, I woke up and I thought, oh, they probably closed reg registration July 1st, right? Right. And I got sad. And I thought, Oh, if I'm sad, then that means I probably really want to go. So I signed up on July 1st, <laughs> went to it. And what I realized there was that it was just good for my soul. Not necessarily all the stuff professionally, but spiritually um, being in touch with just other women to sit at the table with at lunch and talk and share life. I felt like I had coworkers, like, you know, we were three <laughs> days, um, it was so good for me. So again, to take those practices that we know were good and implement mm -hmm. them for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear people write in the comments either now or, or when you listen to this broadcast of maybe something that you can think, yeah, I've let that practice go and I'm going to make sure I do that. Well, and I also wanted to take this time too, if anybody has a question or a comment that mm -hmm. they want uh, one to answer or me or whatever, it would be a great time to do that. If you want to write something in, um, don't feel pressure that you have to for mm -hmm. sure, but, uh, I just want to take that opportunity before we kind of end here. Yeah. Uh, we've got a little bit I of have, time. Yes. Left, so. And I have mm -hmm. two last things that I was thinking about, and I don't know if sure. you want them now, but you know what? So we did, you know, body and soul and mind, we're all intertwined. And we talked about social and make sure you're doing fun things or um, that sort of thing. But our mind, and I think that goes back to the devices and other things is what are we filling our mind with? And, mm -hmm. and um, I know a lot of violence or, yeah. you know, just books that we read. I, you know, I had a friend once say that she had to stop filling her mind with, um, with some of the books she was reading because it wasn't good for her marriage because she looked at her husband differently, you know, like, so we have to yeah. watch what we're taking in too and really take in stuff that's good for us. Well, and I had said to Eric, we were watching, I don't know what we were watching on TV, but it wasn't like it was horrible, but it was, right. it was pretty violent mm -hmm. at night. Mm -hmm. And I, it was a few weeks ago and I said, I can't watch that at night yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. I just can't. I'm realizing I don't sleep well. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, it was funny because we'd been watching this sh show on TV that was violent. And one night we decided to go to the movies instead. And we went to the Downton Abbey movie. Okay. The okay. Downton Abbey, you know, that TV show, they have a uh -huh. new movie out. Of course, right. you know, it's the Downton Abbey movie. It's not violent. It's not like there's nothing right. like horrible. And, mm -hmm. and I came home and I, I said to Eric the next day, I slept so much better after watching Downton Abbey <laughs> than I yeah. did after watching mm -hmm. these other shows that we've been watching. 
we got to get something more like Downton Abbey or else I've just got to read or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because if it gets too late, I just can't watch anything like that right. anymore. Well, what's that, that brings me back to a practice that I have. I mean, I've been doing grief work for 35 years. So I've had to protect myself too from carrying everybody else's pain. So one of the things that I love movies and I would go to movies to replenish me and just, you know, sit back and have the popcorn and just want to be entertained. Mm -hmm. But there was a season where I couldn't go to any of the movies because really? they were all about death or someone dying and sadness. I mean, there's a lot of these movies that are just too sad for, I, I, they were not yeah. what I needed at that time. And I've went to a couple where they were comedy or, you know, romance and then someone died. And then I was mad. I was like, <laughs> I was in here to replenish my soul and somebody died. Um, so I've had to watch that. I really have, just like you. Like we need things that fill us up. Um, someone. So we've had say, a few little comments yeah. here. Yeah, the one just talking about social situations are not self care for me. It causes too much anxiety. I oh, one hundred percent agree. Yep, Carolyn. Oh my gosh, they. I am an introvert kind of person. So when I go to those big social kind of things. They just suck energy out of me. Yeah. And it's it's really, really hard. So I, I do yeah. well. I'm filled up when I'm in small groups. But when it's big, it is an energy suck and so much more now after Andy died. All those right. kind of events and things like that that they we've are. gone to in the past that I've never loved, now I dread because mm -hmm. it's just... Ah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's just so much worse. Yep. Mm -hmm. So again, that wouldn't be something they'd put on their calendar to for self care at all. So no, I mean, no, I, I no. But for me, yeah. like a a little group thing would be, but a mm -hmm. big social thing would mm -hmm. not at all be for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's good to know yourself. I would right. say. And then we've got this wonderful comment about journaling being helpful. Yes. That it's an excellent point. I'm so glad you brought that up because. We haven't mentioned that. And that is right. so precious to so many people. Mm -hmm. Because one of my notes here was keep it simple. It doesn't have to be elaborate. I mean, journaling, music, call a friend, take a bath, um, you know, those kinds of simple things. But journaling is not only just not elaborate. It's just you and the paper and it's so therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I got a comment on loving okay. Downton Abbey. So. Yes. <laughs> but then this one, too, is seeing someone on TV on life yeah. support. Oh, yeah. Knocks Absolutely. you right back, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just trigger. It's just so triggering, these things. Mm -hmm. These events can be super, super triggering. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot, I think, too. Um, you know, and so thinking to our minds, too, is if your mind tells you that you don't deserve self-care or you shouldn't take the time for yourself or that's being selfish, because some people do have that track running in their head or they weren't ever, you know, um, allowed to think of themselves that was considered selfish. Yeah. We have to retrain our brains on that because we could be our own worst enemy in that. Yeah, I think there's no doubt about that. That's mm -hmm. an, an easy thing to have get yeah. sucked into that and yep. go down that path. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so the the last thing that I had, I mean, there's so many things out there that you can Google about creative ways. I mean, um, whatsyourgrief.com has 64 self-care ideas for people who are grieving and there's a whole bunch of them. And so, you know, if you really want to say, I need help developing my list, it's out there. You just Google it and they've got a lot of them. But I think what the points that I wrote down to just want to make sure we say is you have to identify what your needs and what your values are. What what do you value in this and how is it um, to take care of yourself? Then boundaries in regards to relationship and time. You have to guard mm-hmm. your time. You have to guard relationships. You have to guard things that, you know, we have to guard our marriages. We have to, you know, make those boundaries. I think self-care needs that strong boundary as well. Mm-hmm. That you guard that and say, this is important. Um, a support system, but beyond support, a circle of trust. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. That is a lot more than just the support system. Mm -hmm. Because I challenged you when we were talking earlier. um, I know a couple of relationships that are really, you know, bonded in trust and said, when have you been with them? And you said, no, I haven't. Maybe I should. You know, those are good things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You did challenge me that way. Um, And then creative outlets. So just get creative and figure out what you're going to do to take care of yourself. Okay. You just make it sound so easy, Gwen. <laughs> uh, you know, that was the tone of the end. Like, okay, yeah. No, and just do this. I also wrote, no one's going to do it for us. We have to do it for ourselves. Wouldn't I it be know. nice if someone said, here, here's your calendar and here's, it's just perfect and built in and all your self-care is here. Um, But one of the things when I'm talking to professionals who overwork themselves and sadly enough is low um, staffing as a lot of people have, we're in a crisis with that, that people Mm -hmm. are working way beyond. And I always say there was a movement. There were people who fought for our rights to have breaks, have lunch, have vacation. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't let their work be in vain. We got to take these things, plan it in. Um, I don't really like to hear when people say, oh, I don't take a vacation. I just take the money at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, your body needs a break. I know. This is like my foster son, Valeriano. Oh, my gosh. The other day, it was like, he needs to take his vacation by by August. It's like coming up. He's got to take this rest of the vacation. And he said, well, but if I take a week vacation, then I don't get the overtime. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it is. Oh, it's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. Well, um, we probably ought to wrap things up here. If anybody yes. else has a last second well, question. Think, oh, somebody else did yep. this right in. So not only to take care of yourself, but to fill up your time so you can try and escape the constant thoughts of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So the piece with that is kind of like what I say is there are times you just have to put your grief down. And uh, escape, like I said, whether it's go to a movie, go out with a friend, you know, just allow yourself to sit at the beach with a book. Um, It's not that you're denying your grief and you're going to pick it up again later, but sometimes you just have to set it down because it's too much to carry it all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's what my therapist tells me. Mm -hmm. Like you need to take your grief out. You put it, you can put it in a box and put it up on the shelf. Knowing mm-hmm. that in a little while you're going to take it back down off the shelf and open it back up, and yep. in it, it, it's okay to allow yourself some time 
to put it away and put it on the shelf. Now, you can't put it away, stick it on the shelf in the furthest recesses of your closet and never look at it again. Absolutely. That is not good. Not But good. putting it away for bits of time to give yourself breaks is vital. Vital. It's vital. It is. And I think about this- right away, it's so hard to wrap your head around having your child especially die, but having a loved one die in general too, Mm -hmm. it's, you can't think about it every moment. If you try to think about it every moment, that's when you probably would go crazy. Yes. It does overwhelm you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I love what she just said. That was beautiful. I know you want to. So she wrote, I found that doing my best to take care of myself really does honor my mom. When she was alive, she always told me to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to read the last one? Sure. Here? I read a quote recently that said, force it, meaning even when you don't feel like it, force it, and you might find it was worth it. It helped, and next time you find it easier. So I wrote it in my diary, force it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I've heard people say in sometimes, you know, fake it until you make it. So that you just kind of go through the motions sometimes. No, not to the point where it's it's detrimental to you. And if you're doing that in everything, then it's not fair to you. But there are times that we do have to force and go, you know what? Yeah. You have to push yourself a little bit because if you didn't push yourself a little bit, then you might be stuck in that bedroom and right. never getting out of bed, never yeah. doing anything. So you do and push yourself bits at a time. Yeah. And when I think it. of the listeners and all their children, you know, thinking of Brandilyn's comment with her mom is that your children will want you to be the healthiest you you could be. Like they, yeah. they didn't want their death to take away all the parts of you that they loved and cherished, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 It's hard. Yeah. But it is I, hard. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and I don't, yeah, I don't know if that, I, I just wanted to make sure that d- I was thinking in my head. I hope that ending comment didn't um, hurt. Yeah. I mean, I don't that. love it when people say that, to be honest. Okay. It, yeah. it's, it's always something that kind of bothers me. And so I'm like, I know, of course, Andy would want me to be happy. I know Andy right. does not want me to be miserable, but I also know that if I had been the one to die in that car accident, he would have been sad and would have been not, you know what I mean? It's I like, do. it's a sad, horrible thing to happen. So to make me now feel guilty for feeling sad, I don't want to no. feel guilty for feeling right. sad at all. I get that. And I could tell, like, I, as soon as I said it, it just, it's hard to describe when I say that, what I think yes. is not, this is what I think of, honestly, not like, oh, you just have to, you know, be happy all the time. Cause that's what they'd want for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What they well, wouldn't want, though, is for your life to end and be drastically different because, you know, it is for a season. But mm-hmm. if if you died when they died and never came back to some parts of life, that would be really sad. Yeah. And th- that's yeah. the saddest part. And, of my and I always think to myself, there are so many things that you can say to yourself that other people can't say to you in some ways. And that's right. one of those comments. Like I can say to myself. Andy wouldn't want me to be the sad. Right. But, but you know when someone, someone else, else says that, that to me, now. I don't like it. But if I say that to myself, then it's okay. So right. I get it. <laughs> I'm so, so glad we can have these conversations I know, and know I that know. because See? I and this is hard for me because I hear the comments people tell themselves and then I want other people to know that and hear them. But then it comes across like I'm saying it like you have to do like this. preachy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Which I know you're not. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I'm glad we had that because I wouldn't want to end on a note that someone said, oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. And I, anyway, thank you so much. You've made me feel better. And you can probably tell because I I feel like I was a little bit, I I just felt Mm -hmm. really weighed down at the beginning of this hour. And now I do feel a little bit lighter. Yeah. So good. thank you for and that. Gwen. I, you always do I, that to me. Well, and I do <laughs> check in on you, but I'm going to hold you a little more accountability in the next little bit to take care of yourself. So, okay. I'm going to do that. So now we've time. got to, we make that, push that yep. accountability on all of us, all <laughs> right. the listeners to try to do a better job taking care of yourself. Right. You know what? Next time we go on together, which I think is probably in about six weeks, we'll have to touch on that. Yes. We did see, better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't awesome. know what the topic will be either. So if you have a topic that yeah. you'd like Gwen and I to discuss next time, please email me, That'd Marcy, M-A-R-C-Y at andysmom.com and give us some ideas on what we can talk about. So until next okay. time, bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful and would like to support the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and comment. To help financially, you can text Andy's Mom to the number 53555 or visit the donate page on andysmom.com. Your donations are secure and tax-deductible, and we are now able to accept Venmo, PayPal, and Apple Pay. Always Andy's Mom is a registered 501c3 organization and can receive donations through smile.amazon.com Thrive in Financial, and Benevity, amongst others. Marcy loves hearing from listeners. Please feel free to reach out to her via email at marcy at andysmom.com. Also, be sure to sign up for the email list to receive weekly updates as well as pictures of all of Marcy's guests and their children. Together, let's work to inspire hope one day at a time.